He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. The Waiata Whakarongo, composed by Ngoi Pēwhairangi at Pā Kirikiri Marae, Tolaga Bay. The song captures Pēwhairangi's desire for the language to flourish and for all to hear the depth of its meaning. Ngoi would become a prolific composer. She and the late Dr. Katarina Tehaikoko Mataira would create a Te Reo Māori learning method designed to be taught in communities. Te Atārangi continues today. Waiariki, a collection of short stories, was published in 1975. Since then, Patricia Grace has forged a career as one of the country's most celebrated and revered authors, whose unique perspective about Māori life and experiences features in most of her work. Tonight, from the Tiahika Vault, Karungotato Kinga Mare Kura, two esteemed women. Author Patricia Grace talks about living in Hongoeka and building characters in her stories. And we also join Mana Elizabeth Hunkin, a Māori language teacher from Nuhaka. I really do believe that sometimes we are very damaging. Once their confidence is gone, it takes a long time to rebuild again. It, sometimes it's even a look. You, they don't even have to say anything. They just need to look at them and they think, oh, God, but which part was wrong? Their learner's not sure. You know, that's, that, that's the big problem. Ia kunui, ia kurahi, koutou rā, kua whakarongo ki te wahanga nei, tēnā tātou katoa. Ko tahuri mai e koutou ki te kaupapa nei a Tiahika, ko ngā kōrero o te ao Māori te tino Horopaki. This is Tiahika, I'm Justine Murray. Here, Liz Hunkin talks about her iwi and hapu affiliations. No Ngāti Kahungu Nuahau, no Nuhaka, te tahi wahi tino nui o te ao, te pito o te ao. Te pito o te ao, um, i whānau mai au i reira, uh, ka pakeke mai i roto Nuhaka, mai i reira i haere anuahau ki te kura i te waikare moana, i te kura o kōkako, i mua taku haerenga ki Turakina Māori Girls College, i roto i reira hau mo ngā tau e whā, Katahi ka haere ki poneke ki te kura takiura, hei kura mahita. In terms of her schooling, she attended Kōkako School in Waikari Moana and then Turakina Māori Girls School, after which she headed to Wellington to attend Teachers Training College. Today, Fire Liz, as she is known by many, is still in the classroom. I'm still teaching. I'm, I'm actually teaching te reo using te atarangi uh, method. Um, I was um, fortunate enough to have um, met and was called by Ngui Ngui Pewhairangi, Rauako, 
Katharina Mataira when they were down in Wellington promoting Te Atarangi method of teaching te reo. Uh, that was would have been in 19, 1979 when I first came in contact with them. I found for our people at the grassroots, our people at home, they find it um, because it's it's sort of working with. They can see the rako and they uh, can feel them and move them about, and um, this seems to be the thing. I think we're we learn, we remember, um, especially if we can see it. The language learning method, Te Atarangi, developed by Ngoi Pewhairangi and Katarina Mataira, would grow, and they both would take on others who would then go on and teach the method. Liz Hunkin was one of those teachers. You must have taught for thousands now. <laughs> Literally, thousands of people have. I, I suppose so, you know, when I think back, because I started in 1979 in Wellington and um, Lower Hutt, and from there, and then when I went home in 84, I've been back in Nuhaka now since 1984. I've had classes, uh, community classes I started, and then, of course, we started our kura. I don't know... Students weren't seem, didn't seem to be able to come into the kura, so you I thought went, went, out to the, went out to them. I thought our people didn't want the real, and I thought, why aren't they coming? There's a lot of reasons um, that they can't get can't get there. It's petrol money, it's whatever. I thought maybe and I thought to myself, well, let's go out and see. Well, I was just inundated at the beginning of the year. It showed me that there's still this great need in our communities. Our, our people do want our real. You know, just out in one family alone, there must have been about 14 from, this, from the nieces and nephews and, and mokopuna, and it just blew me away. And I think learning as a whanau is another thing that I learned this year. To me, there's there's a message there. There's a message. If we can get our people together on their own marae, and that's how I think we should be learning. Mm. We should be learning at our marae, in our hapu groups. Taku kaina kau ki te reo. Koe nei te mea kai te whakakahatunu iau, ki te haere, ki te... In the early days of teaching Te Atarangi in the community of Nuhaka, Liz remembers the camaraderie amongst her first students. Because they stuck together, because it was like we're going to learn together and we're going to really, you know, and they did. Um, because it was, we were at a stage when um, Fire Katarina said to me, once a week is not enough for learning that ill. But for that group, once a week was enough because they had that passion, they had this drive, drive and they, they made it work. He whaka mau maharatanga tēnei tohu ki a ngoi pewhairangi, ka whakawhiwhia tēnei tohu ki tētahi tāne wahine rānei, Moana mahi rangatira e whakapakari nei e whakarangatira nei i tō tātou reo rangatira.
Ko tēnei wahine kui a rangatira e karanga ngia nei ko whaia Liz. E rongo nui nei e mohiotia nei mō tōna kaha ki te hapai i tōna anō reo Māori i wainga nui i tāna hapuri me ana mahi whakāko. E te iwi āko pēhea te pai o taku tiki i te kupu. A nei, e nei kupu iti noiho nei e whakakopani nei i tāna ahua ko te nākau māhaki. Whakanuitia tēnei o tātou kuia, mana Elizabeth Fireliz Hunkin. In 2016, fittingly, Liz Hunkin would be a recipient of the aptly named Te Tohu Aroha Mō Ngoi Kumeroa Pēwhairangi for her services and contribution to Te Reo Māori. There is a proverbial saying or whakatauaki, patua te ngārara o te whakamā, do not let shyness overcome you. Now, it is from being shy, embarrassed, or fear that can stifle or even stop someone's progress. And learning te reo Māori is no different. But Liz Hunkin's approach to the classroom is about being nāko mahaki, that is, exercising patience, kindness, and being receptive to a student's stage of their Māori language learning. Kia ko te nāko mahaki, ko te aroha, Kia rātou, ko tau he nākau, he nākau, he nākau e tuwhirana. Open heart. Me tōhu māri. Yeah, and being humble. Kia rau e te tō āhua. Ka rau pirangi haere ki aia. Yes, somebody who's grumpy, you don't want to really learn from. Koina, kōrerongi a te reo. So speak te reo. Kia maringi no mai i o ngutu. And kia tātou i wahora e mōhiwana ki te reo. Aroha kia rātou e akuana. Chosaini is for people that are speaking te reo Māori, to those who are fluent in te reo, just be gentle with your criticism and exactly. don't be quick to, um, yes. to um, whakatika, to correct and to kind of come across as a little bit harsh. Yes. Have patience. Impatient. I know, I kei te mōhio hau, he hāte taki pēra e koutou, nā te mea kia koutou kei te pīrane koutou kia puta tika, kia tika te rere o te reo. Was it kia rere, kia tika, kia Māori? Aroha atu kia rātou. You know, awhina hi atu rātou. Ko te mea nui kia kei te pīrane koe kia pīrangi mai rātou ki tō tātou reo. Because that confidence is just kind of shut down. It does. It does. They just lose confidence. They don't want to speak te reo. And here we are we're saying, why is it? And really, sometimes we're to blame ourselves. Mato na mea pakeke mohiwana kiterio, kekaha tatau kiteafi, kite poi poi matatau tamariki. I really do believe that sometimes we are very damaging. Once their confidence is gone, it takes a long time to rebuild again. It, sometimes it's even a look. You, they don't even have to say anything. They just need to look at them and they think, oh, God, I to hear what we call it all. But which part was wrong? The learner's not sure. You know, that's, that, that's the big problem. I know why our um, native speakers find that, because they wanted to come out 
perfectly, and until they, until they, they've really mastered it, it's not going to come out. It's got, we've got a afi to get them to that point where, yes, they're going to, um, that we can say, oh, komata taute natamaiti. Liz Hunkins' late husband Graham was Australian, and despite the cultural differences, here she says that he was her biggest support. He learnt te reo and he learnt through Atarangi. And this is, he was one of my first pupils, and, um, and he was really good for me because I could see when it was, I could see his eyes shine when he understood. So I knew, well, if, if it took him that long, then it's going to take. I've got to work hard at making sure that my learners, I see the glint in their eye. I think my tāne tino, you know, tino mihi au ki aia, mō tōna aroha, tōna aroha nui ki tō tātou reo Māori. He was, um, he supported me in every everything that I did, and um, and so te reo was another of the ways that he he supported he supported me. He learnt learnt the deal. Many of the people in Wellington may still remember him, because we lived in Wellington for about 28 years. So, um, but koia te tahi, you know, me mihio, and me mihio ki ahau ki waku mātua tipuna. Nara tawa we pui pui te wai tamariki ana hau. Mehe me kare kare rata we pui pui au kukore ki ahau e kaki. Tēnā koe, Māori language teacher, Mana Elizabeth, Hankin, no Ngāti Kahunganu. Mehiri tātou ki te rohe o te Whanganui Ātara to the Wellington region, no Ngāti Toa, Ngāti Raukawa, Te Atiawa, Patricia Grace is one of the country's most revered novelists and award-winning writer. While raising her young family in Auckland, Patricia began writing short stories. This next kōrero is from the Tiahika archives. We join Patricia Grace. Oh, well, I live in Hongoeka Bay in Plymouthton. We have our marae there, uh, our whare nui and complex and so forth. And it's on Ngāti Tua land, um, but it's also on, and also on my ancestral land. So um, it's a community of um, our relatives, you know, people who have common ancestry. Mm. Does your environment... I mean, it's beautiful in Hongoweka. You've got the, the marae there and it looks out to the ocean. And Is that at all an inspiration for your writing? I think everything can be, you know. Um, I've used the setting in some of my work, especially in Portiki in the case of, um, of Hongoweka. But it is a peaceful place, you know, to, to work in. At the New Zealand Book Awards in 2016, her children's book, Fitzi Tera, about the haka kamate composed by Tero Paraha, won the Children and Young Adults Te Kura Ponamu Award. Now, that same year, she was honoured for her contribution to literature at Creative New Zealand's Te Wakatoi Awards. Here, Patricia talks about the starting point to her writing. The first thought is always about characters, who, who's going to tell the story. 
and they might be based on people you know or people you've come across, but they don't remain that person. We build them so that they're somebody different from who you started out with, somebody who suits the story that you want to tell. Old now, these bones, and one leg with a stick to help it. Old now, he sits, this old one with his stick, on the beach, and the agar about him all spread to dry. It is good, the stick, to turn the spread agar, and to poke the ashes round the big camp oven. She makes the camp oven bread, my daughter, in the morning early, early, as did the mother before her. A snippet from the short story Hudia's Rock, published in 1969. Who were some of those people that you have looked up to in your career? Fellow writers or fellow artists? I think it's more my own elders, you know, my own whānau and um, the aunties and uncles and parents and grandparents that I've been brought up amongst who always communicated with us when we were children. I think especially the uncles, you know. Um, I think they were the ones who have been very close to me and who are inspiring in the way they talk, the, the things they say, things they do, the fun they had, you know, the guitar parties, yes. all that stuff. And, um, but also certainly, you know, knowing these other the, the people that you've just mentioned, that has been inspirational as well. When Kerry Carr was in Wellington and when we went to Teachers College mm. with um, Liz Hunkin and later on meet, meeting Pretty. Yes, so it's just really good to know that people are working in their own way, in their own fields, and that you're kind of part of that in some way. Her novel, too, was published in 2004. It tells the story of a young Māori man, too, who joins the Māori battalion with his brothers Peter and Rangi. Patricia's father joined the 28th Māori battalion reinforcements in 1944. At the time, she was just seven years old. Dear Rimini and Benedict, you didn't deserve ill-humane rebuff, and I had no right to send you off with empty hearts when all you were asking was to get to know your father. Father is what you said. You probably think I'm still a bit loony. It's probably true. After you'd gone, I kept thinking about my war notebooks. Everything I could tell you, more than I could ever tell you about your father, is contained in them. It wasn't war that interested you, you said, unless there were matters to do with soldiering that were relevant to you getting to know him. I've tossed and turned about whether I should pass the diaries on to you because I never meant them to be read by anyone else not only because there are details in them that none of us ever speak about, but also because I didn't want anyone to know the truth about what really happened to me. Can you talk about your writing process and what that looks like today? Today is a bit different from 
what it has been when I was, um, you know, working kind of day in and day out all day on novels and things like that. Was it that. like a nine to five? Uh, almost, say a, a nine to three or four anyway, um, but also the thinking and the processing and, and all that that went on. These days, um, you sort of can't really keep that up. And I think these days I'm gone by lunchtime, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can certainly churn out the work. I mean, your last novel, Chappie, that was yes. released. How long did, you, did it take for you to write that? Oh, well, it was not typical, really. I came to this country in the first place needing to piece myself together, hoping there could be attachments. By 21 years of age, I'd lived in several countries before returning with my mother, father and sister to Switzerland, where I was born. When Chappie came out, it was advertised as my first novel for 10 years. Yeah, it was. Yes, which, is, which was true, but I had written a, um, an, a biography in, in that time too, Ned and Katina, that was a work of, non, um, a work of non-fiction. Um, and I had started on Chappie and was almost really through it, you know, through, through the writing of it, or at least a first draft anyway, when my mum became ill. So um, it's, it wasn't typical because I didn't have... Uh, I, I wasn't writing on it all the time. And writing. then you came back to it months later? Yes, even a couple of years later, because then my husband fell, fell ill. So, you know, I had more important things to do than finishing my novel. <laughs> when you look at your work, um, Patricia, um, what do you think has been the key to your success? Sorry to sound cliche. I think writing was something that I really took to. Uh, that I, once I started, I knew that I was going to keep on doing it. And I think, really, it's just making up your mind to do it and working really hard. I think yeah. that's the key to it. Is it <laughs> and is doing the... a lot of reading and, you know. Yeah. Mm. Talking about reading, who are your favourite authors? What do you read? What do I read? Oh, it's a bunch of things, really. At the moment, I'm reading Witihe Midas, Māori Boy. Um, instead of memoirs, but um, all the the material, the books that come out by New Zealand writers, or just something I pick up and think I'd like to read. You know, it's no rhyme or reason, really. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when you get ideas for um, novels, Patricia, is it is it via you writing in a journal, or something that sparks no. a memory, or something that sparks an idea, really? Yes. And I'll work on that and see where it takes me, really. Tēnā Patricia, Grace, Nongati Tuarangatira, Nati Rokawa, 
Tiatiawa. And we also heard from Mana Elizabeth Hanke no Ngati Kahungunu. Naira te mihi kia korua tahi i tākoha mai o koutou taonga kōrero. That was from the Tiahika archives. Now you can listen to the show and previous episodes. Head to rnz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email tiahika at rnz.co.nz. Brutal, bloody and calculated. The invasion of Waikato between 1863 and 1864 is the biggest campaign of the New Zealand wars. It also marks something much, much greater, the start of a titanic struggle for New Zealand itself over who would own it, who would control it. Kia ora, Rangi Forbes. Join us for the stories of Tainui. New Zealand War Stories of Tainui launched on Friday the 12th of February. Now the video, documentary and podcast series can be found at rnz.co.nz. We'll also feature the series here on Tiahika. Hiwi anō kua ea tātātou kaupapa mō tēnei wiki e ngari he kōrero hau a te rātapu e tū mai nei. Join us next Sunday. Tēnā tātou katoa.